Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite degenerates, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the Scooby to my Shaggy, Chad Sowash. And today, we welcome another old white guy to the show. Jim Durbin is the Recruitment Marketing Director at PSG Global and self-proclaimed Indeed Whisperer. And for the old-timers out there, Jim was associated with the original Recruiting.com And some may know him as the social media headhunter. Jim, welcome to the podcast. Blogger extraordinaire. Thank you. Thank you. And recently thought about starting a podcast, but he he found his brain and decided against that. (laughs) But he does have a nice shiny mic that he pulled out of the box for this interview. So, Jim, for those that don't know you, uh, give us the Twitter bio and and we'll get into your problems. We're going to do a little, little therapy today, but tell us about you. What makes Jim tick? 22 years of staffing, sales, recruiting. I quit about halfway through to start a marketing firm that I couldn't get out of my blood. So I started doing executive headhunting for digital marketers and then dove into AI and chatbots and all that. And now I end up at RPOs running advertising, hiring hundreds of thousands of people a year. So kind of full cycle, touched everything in the industry. And now I'm back to playing with spreadsheets. Touching it all. That's exactly what we uh, like to hear here on the Chad and Cheese Show. <laughs> yeah. Joel's, Joel's closing his eyes right now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so you you have an axe to grind with our friends over at Indeed. So we thought, you know, we'd give you a little space. You're, you're doing this on the daily. Uh, this is a, you know, news slash rumor slash, you know, the shit that's going on in the industry and Obviously, Indeed's a pretty big fucking player in this industry. So let's talk about it. What axe do you have to grind? 
We just, we've seen a lot of changes this year. I mean, obviously, Indeed's the number one source of all your hires for almost everybody. They're cheap. There's lots of volume in them. But they've made a series of decisions in the last year that have been poorly communicated. And I don't know who I'm angrier at, Indeed, for running these out or the TA a world for not talking about them. Because these are, these are huge, substantial changes in how we market, advertise, and spend our budgets. And when no one's talking about it, what it usually means is you weren't paying attention, but we're talking about millions and millions of dollars, sometimes for individual clients, and they're just not even aware of it. So aren't recruitment marketing agencies, aren't they like, you know, a part of this, you know, piece on the playboard as well? I mean, shouldn't they be advocating for their clients? I, I know they make more money as more, obviously, budget ding, ding, gets ding, spent, ding, ding. right? But at the end of the day, shouldn't they be advocating for the client and making a bunch of noise? They should, shouldn't they? Fiduciaries. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> different story. The problem there is that TA just likes to write checks and thinks the problem's solved. Okay. They're not looking at the things they're actually doing. And it, it's shocking. When you guys hear some of the numbers, I'll drop on you. You're going to have to add, oh, you better show me that because we're talking about cutting your cost 90% for some of these folks. Or a CPA that's $35 that I can deliver you at 50 cents. That's not me being a super genius. That's people doing things so badly and not paying attention and just, oh, just hand it to the vendor to write a check. So it, it's it's definitely a problem. And But th- that's what's happened this year is these three or four big things. I don't understand why people aren't losing their minds when their costs have gone up so much. All right. Number one, let's hit it. In January, um, Indeed switched off the CPC. So they took off the manual granular view of your campaigns mm-hmm. and forced everybody to the bid optimizer, which is basically their version of Indeed hosted jobs. There are lots of reasons why they did it, but they took away that granular piece from us. And so I, I used that granular piece to drop cost for desktop remote people from $2.14 down to 50 cents. So when they took that away, I was like, well, now what do we do, right? People didn't seem to notice it. In all fairness, the reason they did it is because 99% of their corporate customers just handed off to their customer success manager, Mm -hmm. and they were doing it anyway. So only a few of us. It's like owning a McDonald's, and everybody uses Uber Eats. Nobody goes into the store. So why keep the store open? So they they just cut that CPC thing out, and nobody said a word. Because they weren't using the dashboard at all. They were just handing it off to somebody else. So just so I'm clear, Jim, historically, you would post a job on Indeed. You would pay, I think initially it was like 25 cents minimum per click. And then bids would go up or the cost would go up depending on how competitive the market was. And what you're saying is that's gone. Now it's just we're going to do the bidding for you based on the job you're looking to fill, et cetera. Absolutely. Indeed's created, they've simplified their algorithm, but now it's created to identify what they think your ideal spending profile is. That's a dangerous <laughs> word because it's not your best interest. It's not yeah. the best candidates. It's uh-huh. what is your risk tolerance? And that's what the bid optimizer ultimately does. If you're not watching it, it keeps pushing the ceiling up. It'd be like, you know, you go to your store and like it's $2 for a Coke. The next day it's $3. You don't say anything. By the time it's eight, you're like, when did Cokes go up? Boiling the frog. Because you weren't paying attention. Because you basically told them algorithmically, I don't have any problem paying for this. And changing that CPC to the, the bid optimizer absolutely does. And this is why you see costs move up in the middle of the end of the year. It's not job postings. It's literally your campaigns are generating a, a better risk profile based on your past behavior. And is this because companies don't, they don't really care about ROI in that sense. They care that they get enough candidates and enough hires, hopefully, to pay for it. In other words... 
if I'm spending a thousand and I'm still getting the same results, like who cares? But I'm getting fewer candidates and few, less traffic because of that. And, and my Indeed sales rep calls me every month and says, "Hey, if we increase that budget, we can get you more candidates." Is that what, is that what's that's what they've been doing for the last ten years? But yeah. it's far more complicated than that now. There's thirty different triggers that can go on it. There's thirty or forty different things you can do for your jobs, whether they're indexed, are you using your titles, do they have the right schema for your posts? Are you creating something with template? Blah, blah, blah. Lots of technical stuff. No one but me cares about. It's far more complex. Now they're making it easy because why not make it easy? Nobody cared anyway. <laughs> well, nobody was paying attention. Yeah. And now and now they are in a situation where they just have to throw money at a problem. That's, yep. that's all they've got. And it sounds like there is no sound. So it looks like Indeed wins again. Yeah. Well, that was just the first one in January. So let's go to the second one, see if it oh, changes your mind. Number two. Okay. As on its own, that's defensible. We're doing it for the job seekers. Yeah, we made a bunch of money, but let's not talk about that. The second one was the change of the sourcing pieces to the uh, getting rid of the rewards. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, they've always complained because the dollar wasn't enough for them, but it was a dollar resume credit. And you'd get rewards if you sent it and people responded to you. Right. So I did that at Marriott. We were able to generate perpetual motion machines where we'd have 100% response rates because you get two credits back for sending it. Uh-huh. I'd have people sending three or 4,000 emails out on a 100, 100 credit account, which is great for us, right? Yeah. Then they all went free during the pandemic. Now they're like, they, they went far on the other side. It's They raised their cost 20%, which isn't that big a deal. Everybody did. But they took away the rewards. And that functionally is a 300% increase in your sourcing budget. Because each contact usually gets about 300 contacts a month. What did you say? Yes, 300%. <laughs> so imagine I go I go to my CEO and I say, I know that we budgeted $200,000 for Indeed resumes, but it's going to be 600 this year and 800 next year. And again, nobody said anything. Because they're still cheaper than LinkedIn, right? No, no, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. That's why everybody's moving off that resume. They, they bought a bunch of contacts, but that's a fundamental change in how and all of our CPHs. It's too expensive to source unless you're a small or medium-sized business. When is talent acquisition going to fucking smarten up? That's the big question because they keep paying for the same goddamn candidates over and over. They're in their database. They don't keep them fresh. They don't. Uh, they they allow them to to go into a black hole. I mean, Indeed's prosperity is really off the backs of just laziness or stupidity. Am I wrong? Their tech is better than the other stuff out there because they're a search engine. It's the same reason Google dominated everywhere. You're only mm-hmm. as, good as your dumbest competitor. So <laughs> while I'm complaining here, right, I have to admit I haven't had these problems. My costs keep dropping. My applications go up. We're doing great. I'm just shocked watching other people watching that because I sit and talk to a lot of folks in that position. And, oh, God, we spent $100,000 on Indeed this month. What do I do? The, the answer is, well, six months ago, you should have sat down and fixed all these problems. And they, they, they aren't doing it. So what's happening now is CEOs are just saying, yeah, shut Indeed off for the rest of the year, which is funny because that might have the effect of doing more hiring because can't, uh, managers don't have 30 candidates to play with. Right. But it's not healthy for anybody. And, and they can't figure it out. Like, how do we fix it? The answer can't just be spend money. We know we have less candidates. We know the entire industry is telling us we're going to give you less candidates at, a, at more cost. Everyone's saying that. Uh, and, we, and we get that. And as an industry, we have to kind of turn into marketing in 2005. The good thing is we already know the the playbook. Mm -hmm. We have to focus on conversion because impressions and clicks and analytics don't impress anybody anymore because B2B freaked out. Now they're all doing content marketing with those stupid cadences because they can't figure out how to get people to to sign up for a $100,000 
ATS kind of stuff, right? So we know the, the roadmap and we've seen it before. But I mean, you guys, well, Joel, you know, I mean, I've been trying for 15 years to tell people recruiters need to turn into marketers. Sure. It doesn't work. We're not the same people. You mentioned Google, but Google doesn't have a lot of competition. Would you argue that Indeed doesn't have any competition either? Because I look at the landscape and go, geez, there's a lot of players out there. Are they just not good enough to compete with Indeed? Like what's going on with the competitive landscape right now? The pay-per-click model isn't something that anyone's been able to beat. So with programmatic stepping up, Obviously, and a lot of money that comes through programmatic runs through Indeed. Mm -hmm. But now you took me to my third problem. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. So uh, one of the concerns that's coming out of Indeed is job seekers need the same type of jobs. And what programmatic's big push is, is geo, geo expansion and title expansion. I can put a job all across the country. A warehouse worker is the same as a warehouse worker, an associate, a fulfillment specialist, a picker packer. Same job, different title. Mm -hmm. So by doing title expansions... Because we haven't figured out how to stop people from typing titles into to search engines. Right. Um, until that's done, those job expansions help us do that. When we're doing remote roles or statewide roles, you need those geo expansions if you're going to do them correctly. And they're now saying we're going to one-to-one. -one. Now, here's the thing. In January, that bid optimizer also forced the programmatic advertisers to go to bid optimizer. This one-to-one -one seems like it's attempting, and I could be wrong about this because certainly the programmatic people aren't admitting this. It seems like they're trying to cut their throats. That one-to-one, because -one, it's not a fixable problem on the search engine side without a lot of cash, making us post one job for one entry doesn't work for everybody. And I, how does programmatic, I don't need programmatic if I can't do geo and title expansions. What are they possibly going to do for me? So, um, and again, no one says a word. I'm like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And the worst is the whole time that they're doing it, they're telling us it's for the job seekers while they rake in cash. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> when someone tells me how they're going to change hiring in the industry, like tell me how to do my job, uh, I start cursing a little bit, you know? And Jim goes to church every <laughs> yeah. day. So this isn't something he does regularly. You know, I'll say, gosh, darn it, and F you. But no, but seriously, don't tell me how to do my and, and especially when you're raking money hand over fist. It's so, it's so obvious. It's like, in the old days, when someone started talking about a social issue, you knew they weren't going to hit their quarterly profits. Now it's the exact opposite. They're raking in money hand over fist. and like, oh, we built a hospital. Aren't we good for ourselves? Like, <laughs> I, I don't trust people who tell me that they're doing it for my own good, nor should anybody. And that's the real question. Are we pivoting away from Indeed? They've been saying that for 20 years, Jim, or at least close to 20 years. I mean, what the fuck did any of us expect? This has been always we're doing it for the job seeker since Paul Forster. It's always been, we're doing it for the job seeker while we rake in the cash and, and it doesn't matter. So, you know, this is about the crack. Job boards got addicted to the crack. Staffing companies got addicted to the crack. Yeah. Employers got addicted to the crack. Now that you're all addicted to the crack, Indeed starts stepping on it. And who knows what they're putting in the crack nowadays, but you know, what the fuck are you going to do? We've been talking about this for years. I'm worried about what they might do next because- I mean, I call myself the Indeed Whisperer. I've gotten Indeed to start calling me that. And it's kind of funny. And I love brands, obviously. But what happens when they do something I can't fix? Because the answer can't just be, hey, six X your budget. You know, it, it can't be, a, hey, let's let's go to, a, who's terrible? Every other job board out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's terrible? Every other job board out there. Well, their there. problem is they're all swapping traffic. They're stuck on the Indeed crack, too. Right. Yes. If you go to, if they're buying so much of their traffic from Indeed. When I, I diversified our tech stack 
because my goal is to have no more than 50% of candidates come from a D just, just for safety reason. Integration breaks, things go wrong. They get mad at me because I say something on a semi-popular podcast by a guy. Oh. Named <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating? manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Let's go into some of the things that Indeed has been doing to be able to, to, to push employers to really do a better job and rethink. I mean, again, employers, talent acquisition, you, you've been lazy. Let, let's just put it out there. There's no getting around it, guys. They are starting to force salary for salary transparency. That's a good thing. Everybody should fucking be doing that anyway. It doesn't matter forcing that. The application process sucks. So what did Indeed do? They started two pain for the first process of trying to gather more information so that they can do more cost per, you know, whatever, not to mention interviewing. I mean, it's one of those things where they are trying to actually insert themselves into the process more for a couple of reasons, because the current process is shit from company to company. I'd say 95% of the companies that are out there. So they see a window and they can say, 
our favorite, it's for the job seeker. Talent acquisition is creating this fucking problem because they're not actually fixing the problems that have been around for 20 years. Most of these problems have been around since the late 90s. Yeah, that's absolutely true. However, for the programmatic piece, obviously. (laughs) This is my concern when you go back to Indeed about it. This, they did the salary ranges, which Mm -hmm. is very bold of them to assume that they understand what's going on. Um, Yeah. By the way, if you make a fight about that on LinkedIn, every compensation analyst in the world is to come yell at you. And my only response to that is, well, how can you be a compensation <laughs> analyst? Isn't there still a gender wage gap? So you're bad at your jobs, right? They don't like to hear that. Yeah. The, uh, but that, that's that pitch to salaries. Oh, we're doing this. What happened is that they can't track it anymore. So the Indeed Pixel, which never fired correctly, because how are they going to put it into 300 different, or, you know, all their clients? Uh-huh. They want to know the hiring so they can come back and say, see, look how good we do. Give us more money. Now they want to drive everything internally to their platform. So they're indeed hiring platforms there. They want you to, they want all of your recruiters to be in indeed. And I'm like, single point of failure, first off. And two, why would I trust you? And three, why would I give you my data? There's an example <laughs> for that. Like I see where they're going it, but they like, give us your data. You're like, no. Yeah. You can't, you can't <laughs> trust them. I, I have to manually download reports every day to be able to look at stuff the way I want. And that's just Excel and Power BI. Why would I trust them to look at their own dashboards when that ideal spending profile is not based on what I want? It's what on makes most sense to them. And good for them for building an algorithm that's as good as the airlines when they change your rates if you go back to it or Amazon, which charges you differently if you return too much stuff. But just because they want it, doesn't mean that it's good for me. And I think that's what people are finally starting to see. We are seeing some companies begin to hire recruitment advertising. Because that, that was like, what was that for years? It was just job posting. And then we had recruitment marketing and all the money goes to the employment brand, which is very difficult, very difficult to track because creative is. But advertising, we're talking about million, two million, five million dollar budgets that you can cut 10, 20, 30% without even thinking about just basic things. But what do you do? This is my problem. I can't walk into a company and say, you're overspending by 90% because then everybody gets fired, right? (laughs) (laughs) I made that mistake years ago. I walked into a very large beer company and I told them, I will give me $200,000 and that $15 million a quarter you spend on banner ads, you can drop 5 million of it because I'm going to triple your page views. Guy threw me out of his office, told me I was an idiot not to talk to anybody on the way out. Because I was telling a $60 million guy, this young 30-year-old was telling this $60 million guy that he's really a $40,200,000 guy, which was not what you did back in those days of marketing. But that's the question is how do we make small fixes so we can put our money towards hiring people, training them up, getting recruiters who are going to actually ask what the salary is without offending the person or immediately lowballing them because their last company paid well. I mean, those are all things we should be putting money towards. But instead, we're just feeding it into the maw of, of vendors. I want to I zoom out for a second, Jim. Why is Indeed doing this? Are they just a greedy corporation looking to milk this thing for all it's worth? Capitalism, baby. Or are there macro events that are making them, I don't know, I don't know if panic is the right word, but maybe get, you know, get it while the getting's good because they realize that the writing is on the wall. The two things that I think of, and maybe less so than I did uh, five years ago, uh, Google for jobs, taking over sort of the search space on job searches. But I think more and more, the programmatic landscape is really impacting uh, Indeed's profits. From a macro perspective, 
Why do you think Indeed is doing these things so quickly uh, and so quietly? I think there is that fear, Kribiller. Monster, for a lot of people, actually, it's so, so long ago, they don't realize Monster was number one. And then Career Builder started giving CEOs sports tickets and they became number one. <laughs> yes. And then, and then they started taking those remote work from home jobs before it was real. And they got mad because there were so many scams. And so Career Builder really just fell off a thing. And then the job search came along. You know, Indeed was just a scraper and they ended up being number one. So I think there is that fear, perhaps. I don't have insight into the heads of the senior executives, but that company has grown a lot. It was a billion, then it was two. Last I heard it was six. It's probably bigger now. They have tried staffing. They have tried a hired.com thing. All these things they keep adding that they try that don't really come to it. Don't forget Job Scout. (laughs) (laughs) The Android app that set the world on fire. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Right now, the whole app stuff. And that's the whole other thing of what they're, how good their app is. Here's one for you. If, uh, If I apply to Indeed with a fake address, I'll get 24 emails in the next 22 days. Uh, tell me what other jobs pay more than the one I just applied for. Like what? Because I think what it is, is they're so big at this point that you have the management, which you know, is owned by, was it recruiting, an employee? Recruit. Yep. Recruit holdings. Yeah. So there, there is a big aspect of that. There's a hedge against it. It's different. It's a Japanese company owning stuff here that growing, they didn't have to do, but they did hire those 2,500 salespeople to grow to that size and chase the small business market. And they did that because they were afraid of Google for jobs. And there's no question that's why. We've got to lock down the small business market before Google for Jobs launches something that works. Now I think they're big and they don't know what to do next. So now it's, what do you do when you have all the money in the world? I'm going to change things. You know, they probably watch Bill Gates and go, oh, he's making a lot of good in the world. We should, we should be like him. That's, I'm guessing, I'm making this up. But I think that's part of it. They don't know what to do. But at the same time, they still sales targets. They still sales managers. It's still a growth-oriented company below the executive leadership. I think that is a that's a different set of things. If anything splits up, that's what's going to cause it. Well, that eventually TA waking up and saying one person can't have this much power, or one company can't have this much control over us. TA will never do that. I, I hope. I hope we do, and I hope we get to the point where we're young, we're mature, we understand what's actually going on around us. We start paying attention first and foremost for those who haven't paid attention. Obviously, you know, this is a, a smack in the face and it should be. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things, again, when you give a monolithic organization like Indeed, Recruit Holdings Indeed, um, reasons to come after you and charge more money, they're going to do it. They're just going to do it. And all those things that we pointed out earlier were because either talent acquisition uh, or recruitment marketing didn't pay attention uh, or they just allowed shitty processes to happen. Indeed saw that job seekers weren't, weren't getting a great experience. We all knew that. And, and they just started saying, hey, it's for the job seeker. We're going to charge you more and we're going to change X, Y, and Z. What if they're right? I'm not saying they're wrong. That's the thing. I think they are right. I'd like better communication about the changes they're making, but I can't say that they're right. distrustful. But I mean, the truth is we do do a bad job. You know, I think our average to talk to people is three to 14 days after they applied. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that. I know that because it's one of our sales decks. It's three to 14 days. Imagine calling a waiter and you're, oh, I can't get anyone to come work for me. 14 days later, you call, oh, it's, 
it's horrific. Well, imagine spending $2 million on marketing. Let's say a CMO spends $2 million on leads that sit in a database and nothing happens to them. They are gone because they paid for those leads and they sat there and they atrophy. What do we do? We put job seekers into a shitty experience, then into a black hole, and then we stop using the actual database we've been spending millions of dollars to build. Oh, as a matter of fact, we we collect that that individual, that one job seeker, four, five, six, ten different times because we're spending all this money on outbound advertising to try to suck them in. Hell, we've had them for years. Think think how bad this is. I can go on my phone right now and get $30,000 in cash because I have a W-2. It takes about 15 minutes to go to a lending club or whatever and have mm-hmm. and money deposit my cash in three days. They verify. They know who I am. It's easy to do. They call. Boom. Money like that. I can buy a car in 15 minutes on, on auto navigator and have it delivered to my house. It takes me 45 minutes to fill out something in an ATS system <laughs> that we can't search as badly done. I mean, that, that yes. we're, we're choosing. And this is why when you look at the quote, better ATSs, it's just ones with better code base. I think that's a big part of it. So it's, uh, they're just, they're just new and there's so much nonsense in the back end. Here's one for you. Because if you, you can be integrated and your jobs go directly in your ATS, or you can post jobs and drive them to your career's website. What percentage is good for a corporation that's driving traffic to its website? What conversion of those that traffic is considered good? Yeah, well, that's the big question is, if everybody looks at traffic as good, look at the actual, um, the, the, the hires that you get out of said traffic. Well, no, applicants alone, though, 20%. You're losing 80% of your applicants at your career website. That's horrific. And, and well, AppCast's latest data is it's ninety two percent. So it's only eight percent that are that are oh God, completing the application <laughs> process, right? So there's that. It, there's no excuse for it. No, I mean, there, it's just it, it's hard to figure out what's going on because what's funny is is like we joke around and people oh you know Indeed and all this stuff. When I show my marketing friends what I do for a living, they laugh at me. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like. I've got a 19-year-old that's doing that just as effectively as you are. I'm like, but I'm making more, right? So it literally is a refusal to – It's this stuff isn't hard. It's not new. I'm not doing anything that someone working for Group M is going to go, wow, that's something I really learned today. No, nothing like that at all. Basic stuff. You've got to remember complexity costs more too. Right. So you, you take a look at consultants. Nothing that you talk to a consultant about is easy. Everything is complex, whether it really is or not, because it's going to cost more. That's true. Hey, Jim, what did you read into Indeed killing their API? Anything? I think it was the same thing that LinkedIn was going through. They didn't want people building stuff off of it because they can't control what happens. And their singular focus for their product. So it's like factions of the government, right? It's not Indeed. It's are you talking about product marketing? Are you talking about client success? Are you talking about small business Indeed, Flex, whatever it is, they all have different things they're trying to accomplish. Their RPO system is different than their client system. Not system, but the way they get paid and who they add and stuff like that. So the API takes away control, and they want everything going to their dashboard so they can read what's going on. Anything outside of that becomes lost. Yeah, they got tired of dealing with fraud, crappy traffic, bad candidates, and just said, fuck it. We already got the SEO, you know, rankings, which is really what the API, one of the powerful <sighs> things was, is that every every job board had a link that said jobs by Indeed with a hot link that went from jobs to Indeed. And you think Google might have had something to do with that too. Yeah, Google might have. Uh, they still have great rankings though. Uh, they're all they're 
paying Google a shit ton now also. But another question, what's your state of LinkedIn right now and why they have such a hard time taking it to Indeed? Well, my pitch for it, I think LinkedIn was bought to be the new data.com for Microsoft Dynamics or Dynamics CRM. I think the pandemic created a big issue with that. I'm surprised they haven't walled garden that off already because they're just, their revenue stream means nothing to Microsoft. So when they bought it, and it's funny is, like I wrote about this uh, recruiting daily, I didn't make it up. I just went to the Microsoft announcements on there, and they basically did this big universe and this tiny little dot. It's like showing the Earth in the micro in the Milky Way. It's this tiny little dot that's linked in. I don't think they're thinking about it at all. I don't. I don't think it matters to. There's just not enough money unless they can tie that into performance, and you can't because the back end, the sales and marketing is never tied into your accounting. You got to remember, a lot of these ATS decisions are made by accounting, and the, the growth of TA. We came from CFOs looking at CMOs swallowing the world and going, well, you can't have recruiting too. Let's create a department and call it talent acquisition. That was like 2005 and 2006. You track your Google trends. I get an unwritten white paper. I just can't seem to finish talking about it. But watch what happens. We're from the CFO side of the business. Why can't we understand how to cut costs? Another quick one. I'll let you get out of here. What happens to Glassdoor from now? Are they around in a year? Like what, what the hell's going on? With I think Glassdoor? they sit around. Um, well, they're swallowed. They own by Indeed, right? And they're technically separate. They're not. Um, all the original people left from it. They're, they're like simply hired. Really? They're sticking around because it gives them something, but there's, there's no reason for them. You think they're that, they're that not low that, on the totem not pole? That far, but they're not yet. Wow. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. just there's not nearly enough money in that. For some reason, we're better at Glassdoor than we are at Yelp, and determining who's bad and who's good. Like we get Glassdoor's mainly made up, but for some reason, for Yelp, we, you know, we still go to restaurants. I, I just don't think it's important <laughs> to them. They they were bought just to make sure they weren't a competitor. Yeah, and then they buy Zip next once the stock hits ten dollars. Oh God, jeez, come on, man, <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. Don't put that out into the universe. Oh, God. Our prediction show's coming up. That's a, Oh, that's terrifying. All right, last one. Are, is Indeed still number one 10 years from now? Uh, I'm going to say yes, but they're going to be down to 30%. I think, I think the growth of AI and real tech coming into HR and HR or TA, TA becoming closer to a marketing function. I think in 10 years, we don't, we're not relying on all this stuff we were doing before. And our assessments and projections are a lot better. Yeah. I think as soon as marketing finds out that there's an opportunity here because we're fucking up a huge experience for a but millions, hundreds of millions of people that are actually interacting with their brand, they're going to be a little pissed off. Just a little Well, they, they do. They get mad at us right now. But marketing is so full of themselves. You can't have marketing come help you. You have to hire marketers into your TA organization, which is a very slow process. Yeah. But once you get there. I'm, I'm calling it now the return of Jason Goldberg and Jobster. <laughs> oh, my God. Jim Durbin, everybody. Thank you, guys. Jim, for those that want to connect with you or learn more, where would you send them? Uh, go to LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn and look me up, Jim Durbin. The Indeed Whisperer. The last thing. He's a man of few words. <laughs> the Indeed Whisperer, everybody. Chad, it's in the can. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? A podcast. The Chad. The Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. 
Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.